Let's talk some shit, but not so much shit that we get sued. This is our podcast, trying not to get sued, with Brian, Mike, and Shane. Alright, so we're getting ready to do our podcast, so we're doing this thing where we're going to go through everybody's bio, where they came from, how they grew up, and everything. Shane did his a couple weeks ago, so we're going to do mine. So, my name's Mike, and pretty much I was born in Kansas. Yeah, I was born in Kansas. I had no clue, man. (laughs) And, you know, it didn't last long. I, I grew up in West Virginia, so when I was like maybe two or three, we moved back to West Virginia. Well, anyways, I grew up in pretty much West Virginia. Um, I pretty much grew up in the suburbs all my life. I guess you can say that, I mean, I didn't have much going on, you know. I mean, growing up in the suburbs and stuff, they can say they're like white privileged or whatever, you know. I was, you know, I never really had to worry about much of anything, you know. My parents always took care of me and everything else. And it was a happy time in my life growing up, and then... Mom passed away at 16. And that's where it turned my world upside down. I didn't want nothing to do with nobody. Nothing. And me and my dad never really had a close relationship until years now that we have decided, you know, we can have somewhat of a relationship and get along and stuff like that. But, I mean, I grew up... Not really fond of, you know, church or anything like that. But everything in my life was good up until my mom passed away. So if I sit here and try to explain to you, you know, how it was when I was a kid, it was like any other normal kids, you know, played outside, had friends, all that shit. After mom passed away, that's when everything turned dark. That's when I started rejecting people. That's when I started rejecting Christianity because at the time, my dad, pretty much that was the only thing that held him together was going back to church, doing the things to make him feel better, and he kind of tried to force-feed it down my throat. So I didn't want to hear nothing from nobody at that time. I just wanted to be left alone as anybody that's 16 loses a parent. And, you know, I rebelled. I rebelled hardcore against any type of organized religion. Anybody that went to school with me, anybody that's my friends, will tell you that I was hardcore against it. And towards the end of my high school, I started dipping into drug abuse. Is it safe to say that you went rage against the machine? Yeah, in in the aspect of religion. Yeah, I did. But, um, you know, I went through a really bad time to the point where I got addicted to pain pills, uh, drinking, and I didn't give a shit whether I lived or died. And I went through that phase for a couple of years until I had my real friends straighten me up. If it wasn't for a certain amount of people that was in a band that we were in that straightened me up, I probably wouldn't even be sitting here. I'd probably be dead in jail or whatever. You know, I I did stuff that, you know, I think everybody that probably listens knows people that we relate to. You know, everybody's going through it right now with drug abuse and stuff, but... You know, back then... Yeah, everybody's got somebody. Exactly. Got somebody. True, true. And, um, well, I mean, back then, the heroin, the meth, was not in the picture. It was pain pills. And I was highly addicted to them. And, you know, it took those friends to get me out of the box that I was in, away from the people that I was hanging out with, to finally see the light that, you know... You don't need to be doing this anymore. Yeah, it takes, uh, I think with uh, addicts, that it takes a long time for them to realize that they don't only have to change the way they feel about stuff. They have to change 
who they are, who's around them. Yeah. You know, because if people around you are doing it, they're going to fall right back in. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I mean, they pretty much helped me get through everything that I needed to get past to become sober. And, you know, the rest is history. I've been clean for 16 years. Hell yeah. And, you know, I might be a really harsh on a lot of the stuff I say about drug abuse because I was lucky enough that I didn't need to go to rehab to fix my problems. I'm telling you one thing right now. If you're struggling with drug abuse and you feel like you're down on yourself, my words of advice to you right now is to quit hanging out with anybody that is connected with drug abuse, regardless if they were your friends, your your friends from when you were five years old. Cut them off. Even family, man. Exactly. That is how I survived, and that's how I got out of it. And I don't regret it for one second, especially everything that I've done. I wouldn't change nothing because it's made me into, I feel like, a stronger person. You know, so, I mean... And then I met my girlfriend, who has helped me through a lot of stuff throughout the years. And I'm here talking to you guys today. Holy shit. I did not expect all of that, dude. I'm going to be honest with you. I have a newfound respect for this man sitting across from me. You guys don't know him, but wow. If you knew anybody who, who come from an addictive past, then... Then you know that they've come on a journey, bro. It's it's nothing where they woke up the next day and said, "You know what? I quit." Nah, man. yeah, don't work like it. It does yeah. not no. work that way. And I feel like, like he said, so many people are going through it that you know more now than there was when I was okay with, with you, know. with you. Like you got people right now that are, uh, they have somebody they love that is addicted. Right. Like, what kind of advice would you give somebody that's trying to reach somebody that is, that is in that situation? You know, what what helped, what reached you? You know what I'm saying? So, for me to be the way I am in that situation was, I got tired of every day. The first thing I did when I got up is, let's go looking. Because... Yeah, pills were easy to find back in that day, but, you know, other people were getting addicted to them as well. So, if you didn't start early, guess what? You're going to be fiending all day. All day. Mm. So, I got tired, tired of every single day of my life of having to get up, start looking for something, just to get my fix so I didn't feel like shit the rest of the day. I could feel like a normal human being. To get, you know, what I could say, being regular. And I got tired of looking for it every single day. And I finally said, enough's enough. And I had good enough friends that was like, listen, man. I said, at the time, I didn't want to go through rehab. Because I didn't want to put my dad through any more stress than he was already going through. So, these friends of mine helped me get over it. We cut, you know, and... They cut ties, cut ties with everybody that you know uses, that you are friends with, and everybody, and I did. And, you know, within two weeks of just dealing with it, of course, I did, I ain't gonna lie, I did drink a lot of liquor through this. Withdrawals. The the lesser of the evils. So I was drinking a lot when I was going through this stuff. Anytime I would have an urge, I would just get drunk. And, uh... You know, lo and behold, there for about a week, I had felt like I had the flu. I got sick, and I knew that was from the withdrawals from the pain pills and everything else. And within a week, you know, I felt great. I felt like I hadn't been felt like in two years. I felt clean. But I was also scared, even though I was clean, if I hung out with those people again, I that I would start using. So I just cut them out. Yeah. And I have cut them out my whole life. Regardless if they got pissed at me or whatever, because I don't, I, I'm sure that the people I hung out with 
maybe not might not be using but i don't give a shit i'm not i'm sorry i'm not hanging out with you i've done good for 15 16 years i'm good yeah man and a lot of it too is you know you if you see one of your good friends you know the first thing it brings up in you is the good time the emotions of being <laughs> young and and then whenever you see this friend that that was your connection to him bam you're right you know what i mean the feeling is back yeah. you know that and I, so I understand where you're coming from. I've never been addicted to pills or anything, but, you know, it has to be the same connection that you have with people you had a good time with as people that you Exactly. A, there's yeah. there's people that I used to hang out with that I think about, you know, often, and I, I feel bad for them and everything. They were great people, but they just got mixed up in the same shit I got dragged into. Yeah. You know, and maybe they didn't have the support group to get clean, you know, like I did. But I did. But if I had any words of advice for anybody struggling with it, it has to start with you. You have to be done with it. You have to be done with it before you do anything. They can send you to rehab a hundred times. If you're not done with it, then you're never going to quit. You have to be done with it. And you have to make the sacrifices to be done with it. Let me ask you a question. Do all of your... Uh... I mean, and, and you like you said, there's a decision that had to be made. Do you feel like you had any type of spiritual connection that helped you get through it? At the time, no. Okay. At the time growing up, no, because at the same time, I was still angry at religion. But, but, it wasn't until I hit my probably late 20s that I started figuring out that half the shit... <laughs> that my dad had told me when I was younger and I didn't want to hear nothing about it. I was like, this dude's right. God he's, damn. He's, right he's right about everything. And, I'll be damned. So all these, all these anger problems that I was having against religion, because you got to think, when my mom passed away, you know, there was nobody to blame. So who did I blame? God. Yeah, absolutely. Because at the time, dad was shoving that down my throat. Mm -hmm. And that was who I wanted to direct my attention to. He so did I, it. So I started hating. He did And it. then I, as I got older and I realized, I'm like, dude, that wasn't even the problem. You know, yeah, was, you're being stupid. It was in you. Exactly. You know? and, and the reason I asked that is because uh, the only thing that I've ever, tr well, I ain't going to say the only thing I've ever truly been addicted to, but I had a cigarette addiction. And one of the things that I struggled with was I said, you know what, God, I want to quit smoking. Take the taste of cigarettes from me. And, and I believe you did. But that, that's small in comparison. Don't get me wrong. But there was a time when I decided I'm going to keep smoking. And I forgot you asked God to take it from you. And every time I would take a hit of a cigarette, I would get sick as hell. <laughs> I would. And it was of my own doing. But eventually it worked. Don't get me wrong. But. I'm always interested in anyone who has uh, an addiction issue or something that they struggle beating on their own if they had a spiritual connection. Some people didn't. And, I mean, I'll be the first to tell you, some people didn't. Some people beat on it. But some people will tell you, yeah, if it had not been for God or whatever you call God, uh, I, I wouldn't have made it through. So I just wanted to ask. But I don't want, like, the listeners to listen to me because, man, I talk a lot of shit. A lot of the times... That's why they I, listen to when you, I, bro. When I talk shit, it, it's to be funny and everything else. I mean, I feel for the people that's going through the heroin, the meth, yeah. whatever your addiction is, I feel for you. But it's, it's in control, man. Exactly, but, yeah. you know, it really pisses me off coming from a standpoint because I was lucky enough to beat it, to beat it on my own without rehab, just to having a support system, I beat it. Mm -hmm. And seeing how much is available now, and these motherfuckers won't do nothing. Won't take it. They it, won't take it. It, it was. Well, it's way better now than it was when I was struggling with it because these programs and everything did not fucking exist. Well, see, man, and too, like it comes back to what you talked about before that you have to be in your own mind done. You decide. You decide. have to. You have to be ready to do it yourself. If if you ain't ready to quit, then you're never going to succeed in it. Period. 
all right, now you've been clean for you know, 15, 16 years. Do yeah. you ever have, you know, an urge? No. Never? No, not anymore. No. God damn, dude. I used, to, I, I used to smoke cigarettes. Every now and then I have a good fucking steak and a baked potato. And it's a good meal. And I'm sitting back like, God damn, there's a good cigarette that'll go right with this shit. What about sex? Just right after you're like, Ooh, <laughs> bang that last one out. I'm all over now, it. I quit drugs. Cigarettes and night night. I quit. <laughs> I quit hardcore drugs, but I ain't quitting fucking smoking. You guys can eat a dick. I ain't doing it. I ain't doing that. When well, I've seen this advertisement for a uh, rehab center, and they're talking about how you're cured. I'm like, way I've heard uh, it described. You know, addicts are never cured. It's still yeah. you have to stay strong no matter what and work at it. It's just not like a I put no. a bandaid on it and it's cured. I mean. Pretty much that if you're going to rehab to try to get fixed because your parents or your girlfriend, your wife or whatever had told you you need to go to rehab to fix the problem. If you're not mentally set there inside your head to want to quit, it's never going to work. Especially if you keep on going back and doing the same shit that you were doing before hanging out with old dudes and you know your old friends and stuff you got to cut all that shit out that's what worked for me i'm not saying it's going to work for you and you and you it, it might be totally different but what worked for me is cutting everybody that you had connections with that was on that shit out period then you have no way to fail yes you get what i'm saying mhm i totally get that like you know you have to uh, find out what works for you because how you cut everybody out. I know my dad struggled with alcoholism, and uh, he was by himself, and he drank. He just drank himself to death. So, I think I think my addiction or whatever has it was started out as pretty much you know we're having a party, let's get fucked up, and it snowballed into a monster. Now I'm yeah. having my own party, and I'm getting fucked up. Yeah. That's when you know that they've said that before. You know you have a problem when there's not a party and you're still doing it. Yeah, that's like, what yeah. I, you drink I worked alone. with a yeah. guy that he was my trainee in the mines one time, and that's what he told me one day. I was like, "Man, you're just all you know. What's going on?" He said, "Man, I was up partying all night." I saw you went to a party. He said, "No, nah, man, I was on my porch last night and drank and went to sleep." I was like, "Dude, partying. that's not a party." That's like, no, that's a, a problem. That's yeah, that's you have an issue in your life that needs yeah. to be addressed. Like you're not partying anymore. You're drinking because or whatever you're doing, you have a problem. It's not social anymore. That's your life. That's your life. Yeah. yeah. That's your life. But uh we're gonna lighten up now, guys. Yeah, we're right. gonna go into uh we got the voice that you've been hearing that uh the fourth guy, his name is uh Charles Gray, and he's from the uh, YouTube channel for Horror's Sake, and he come on here, and we're going to ask him some horror questions for Halloween, and talk about really whatever he wants to talk about, but uh, I'm going to give him the opportunity to tell you about his uh, YouTube channel and what he does, and uh, maybe we can ask him some questions. Amen. But I'm going to give the floor to Charles now. Let's get into some spooky shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, as... Shane said, I run the uh, YouTube channel for Horror Sake, and you can find us at YouTube, and we also have uh, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. I was very reluctant on TikTok, but uh, just like yeah. certain, Seems like certain a Gen drugs, Z thing. You know, you know? Just, <laughs> I find myself just getting lost. Like, you know, you look down, you're like, okay, okay, okay. Oh, shit, an hour passed. An hour passed. <laughs> yeah. You've been swiping. So, but uh, not only that, I work at a uh, you know haunted house. I, uh, I've done that for about four years. And I've run a bunch of events for uh, a charity, the Women's Resource Center. We do Kazakon, which is a pop culture convention. We do BGX, which is a video game convention. Uh, I do a little bit of everything. And But the YouTube channel mainly has been me unboxing stuff and just showing off horror stuff that you can find, pick up, movies. I've wanted to delve into reviews, but I'm not that savvy in editing and adding pictures to video. Because I'm kind of a dummy when it comes to it. I use YouTube to edit, so... <laughs> Right. Yeah, best I can. Uh, I used to, if you go back, I have uh, a few makeup tutorials and stuff from Desiree that did the haunted house makeup stuff. Uh, Do you do a good smoky eye? Sometimes. (laughs) 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 
I just like to walk around. I do a Buffalo Bill. You know, I do the smoky yeah. eye and just walk around and tuck What's it. What's the lotion in the <laughs> basket that is stolen? What's the lotion? I heard you guys, you know, want to talk some more. And uh, Friday, you know, Halloween Kills comes out. So that's the big thing, the big topic on everything going on. Brutal. Is, it's, you know, brutal as hell and great kills. But, well, it's it's a, really a 50-50 split. Some people really loved it. Some people hated it. I fall in the middle. Exactly. Yeah. That's how yeah. I feel. I've watched it. Yeah. If I had a question I wanted to ask you, just one question. What scares you? Nothing. <laughs> oh, no, no. It sounds like a very cocky and asshole thing to say, but I don't have the typical, like, yeah, I really don't want to die alone. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's the basic stuff. It's not like anything I watch. I'm, I know there's not going to be a killer in my backseat. I'm pretty sure. I'm hoping not. <laughs> like, I'm not going to walk out here. There's going to be a crackhead in the back of the... <laughs> dude, dude, you you go go the street? Have yeah. you been down the yeah, street? Yeah, oh, bro. <laughs> did you lock your door? Dude, <laughs> I That's what I said. First thing I came out, I was like, ooh, I hope I locked that door. <laughs> but, uh, you know, dying alone is pretty scary. Like, I don't want to get yeah. smothered, you know. I uh, agree with him. I don't want to burn, man. Yeah. It's like, just, I don't it's not really burn. a fear. It's like shit I would prefer not to have happen to me. It's just like... Oh, I'm not scared of spiders. Like I'll smash, I'll shoot a spider away or smash them. I just don't. I don't want the shit on me. Like I don't want to jump on them. I don't know if a lot of cussing is allowed. Yeah, whatever you, you say, say, whatever, <laughs> whatever you want to say. Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, like I'd rather not be smothered, stuff like that. I mean, it's just typical stuff. Uh, dying alone, G- getting old is kind of getting terrifying now. Because as I'm old, aging and aging, and parts are starting to hurt more and more, you're like, Ooh. You say aging and aging, and I, and I dare not ask, but uh, how old are you? Uh, how old do I look? Oh, shut the ass <laughs> up, man. Uh, I say late 20s. Dude. He's uh, he's 32. Nope. No? Late am, 30s? I'll be 35 in February. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you was closer to Scott's age than that. Uh, yeah, well, Scott will be, uh, Scott's got to be like 33? Yeah. Because uh, I'm one year older than uh, Scott. I'll be 38 this year, man, and it seems like, even though I do have health problems like blood pressure and all that bullshit, I feel just as young as I was 20, but I know my limitations when I'm starting to work and stuff. take my medicine. I'm like, fuck. (laughs) Dude, I don't. I'll still hurt myself. Like, I'm an idiot. Well, I had reconstructive back surgery at 15, so I've felt like shit since then. Let me tell you something. (laughs) I'm the oldest out of all of us here. And I'm 40. I'm going to tell you something. But still. He's 43. You're goddamn right. We have to give him a cane when he walks in here. (laughs) They spot me, too, just because I don't bring my walker. He step over stuff. He steps around it. Yeah. I ain't tripping. But, I mean, when you're talking horror films, man, like you said, one of the the horrors that, or the fears that I have is... uh, Obviously being smothered, because, I mean, you can't fucking help that, or being drowned. Well, see, like, I, I used to have a big fear of being drowned, but people say, well, being drowned ain't too bad. I'm like, how the fuck do you know? How do exactly. you know it? Exactly. Did you <laughs> have a buddy once, he was out. in there? <laughs> it didn't seem like it was bad. Seems yeah. like it'd be fucking horrifying to know yeah. that right there's air, and I can't get it. I can't get it. He looked <laughs> like he was scared for the first couple minutes, and then he just kind of bobbed there for He's a while. Gotta let, let it yeah. go, huh? I, but I I'm, I agree with him. Like dying alone is freaky as shit. Plain and simple. I think about that all the time. See, yeah. I don't want nobody to see me die because I think it'll be embarrassing. <laughs> so I'd rather. Die. I feel like if I die alone, I might <laughs> shit myself. <laughs> yeah. Oh. God, last memory of me. Oh. Oh. I've heard it's like a. Uh, I think it's like seventy-five, twenty-five, or something like that. That you actually do shit on yourself. Some people do, some people oh, don't. Oh, yeah, man. That system relax. Yeah. I, yeah I'm that man. dude. I'm going to shit. I'm going to tell you right now, I will shit it's like I have to poop all the time. All so the it's time. A- Before yeah. I die, I taste my hate, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so let, let me, uh, a sidebar to that. Um, are there any monsters that just trip you over? I mean, what's is, what's is your a- favorite horror monster? Yeah. Oh, favorite? Uh... Well, as the t-shirt, I've said, like, uh, Trick or Treat is my absolute favorite uh, horror movie. Like, there's three. I got Trick or Treat, Evil Dead franchise, and Reanimator franchise. Those are great. Shut the yeah. fuck up. Really? Yeah. Now, uh, you know, Evil Dead, you got the Deadites and stuff like that. That doesn't seem to operate on any actual rules. Mm-hmm. Shoot them until they're just not fucking there anymore. 
That's all. That's all you got. You can shoot them in the face, and they just keep coming. You just got to keep okay. going. Cut them up in pieces. That's about seems what works. Free animators, yeah. brutal. Oh yeah. I mean, if you haven't watched watch that movie, I mean, the reanimator. Yes. Yeah. There's reanimator, brighter reanimator, yep. and then beyond reanimator, where he uh, works in a prison, and that's got some of the weirdest. Ooh, there you go, Brian. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, I actually had a chance to meet Jeffrey Combs back in uh in September. Nice. And he was very nervous because of COVID, but still very cool oh, guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, is that the guy that's standing a little bit away from you? Like, uh, yeah. Uh, if you can tell in some of the pictures that I have, uh, there's like a we're not touching type of a gap. Mm-hmm. That means that there is a screen, a plexiglass thing between us. What? Basically what because they did, of COVID. Yeah, there's right. a thin piece of plexiglass, and they take green tape and put on it. So when they shoot it, they shoot it on a green screen so they can put the background in. And that shit's gone. So no you can see it. shit. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Wow. That's what I mean. I thought it was oh bad. Because like a couple weeks ago, me and my girlfriend went to go see Cold, which I idolized him since I was, my mom passed away. I love that band. And I thought it was awkward doing the meet and greet with him. And like when last time I met him was years ago. And he was super nice, which he was super nice this time, but there was no, like, you know, when you take a picture, you put your arm around somebody. There was none of that. And none I thought, of that I, shit. Yeah, yeah, man. So I thought that was awkward until he just said, they got put plexiglass in front of you. It wasn't that awkward. Yeah. Uh, the, it feels like everybody has cooties now, man. Yeah. Just, now, there's that's a, some celebrities that uh, don't feed into it. Like, right. you know, how just your normal people just, you know, they're just like us, but which is a way bigger bank account than we got. Right. Uh, right. Yeah, they have different opinions. Yeah, they have different opinions. Like yeah. Meatloaf. I met Meatloaf. No shit. He was very, you know, touchy. He had, you know, you, you can put your arm around him. So that's, we took a picture together and, you know, he was just sitting in a chair. You roll in, put your arm around him. Very cool guy. Love to tell stories. Like I uh, stood in line for, I was maybe fifth or sixth in line. I stood in line for almost an hour because he wanted to, he talked and interact and that was very cool. But I was like, ooh, I got a photo op here in about 30 minutes, buddy. No shit. You're going to have to pick it Yo, up, baby. <laughs> wrap that shit up. <laughs> wrap it yeah. up. Robert Why? Because fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Robert England was another one that loves to tell stories. You could be three or four people deep and still be there for an hour. Was you he get cool? Oh, like, yeah. He's a very nice guy. They have very strict rules. Uh, I'll get to somebody else that has super strict rules okay. after him. But you cannot take a picture with him at his table. You yeah. have to buy a separate photo op, so it's a hundred bucks to get something signed, a hundred and thirty to get a photo op with him. God damn! Yeah. Now who's this? <laughs> Robert Dude, England, Freddy no. Krueger. Oh. Yeah. Uh, oh, he's he's making money off of the nineties, ain't he? Oh, he still do he still does movies. If you would see his uh, IMBD, he just does them all. He just can't yeah, but I can't say nothing oh, to you I'm for spending good. that money. Oh no, because I have spent that to meet <laughs> people that I never thought I would ever meet. Like I paid a fortune. To meet Marilyn Manson, because you ain't going to meet this motherfucker. And when I met him, you know, me and Kelly went to go meet him and stuff, and he was, like, one of the nicest dudes that Marilyn Manson? Yes. Shut the hell up. He was one of the nicest dudes that I've ever met, period. When I was growing up, my mom said, stay away from him. He worships the devil. Uh, You know what we talked about when I went in there? Because you had a one-on-one session with this guy, right? Uh Uh-huh. And you had maybe a few minutes to talk to him. I talked to him about Lost, the television show. Sure. Because I knew he was a fan, and and uh, Kelly had got me into it, and I so I started watching it. And you know, we talked about that. And then Did he said, talk about the Wonder Years. No. Oh, come on, man. He ain't the dude from the Wonder Years. Go get fucked. So like they're remaking that. Yeah. Yeah. They, they have, have remet it. It's on. Come the on, yeah. bro. Well, here's the thing, man. Here's the thing about that, and I don't want to jump off topic. And yeah. a lot of people are saying, well, there may, you know what? You know what? It was in the 70s. There's a different aspect True. of that side. Yeah. And, you know, it might be a great show. I haven't watched it I'm yet. I'm going to watch it. You know, and, you know, when I was, I can't remember how old I was when the first one came out. The young, Wonder Years. Bro. I was young. young. I didn't watch it until after it ended. Yeah. And, you know, it was a great show. This is probably going to be a great show. It's just a different aspect of the culture. Different man. time, different era. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, there's a uh, horror series on Amazon called Them. And it takes place uh, right around that time. And it's a 
uh, black family moving from the South to uh, a suburb in California that was all white. Oh, shit, yeah. Yeah, and it's just about, like, just how the culture shock of these, you know, the way, you know, these people are coming in and, you know, the neighbors aren't having it and there's, like, you know, all this I, stuff. I've so. never seen that one, but I've seen the, uh, the Us that uh, Jordan oh, yeah. Peele did. Yes. Dude, tell me. First of all, let me start out with this. When you bust open a movie with the soundtrack to I Got Five on it, Chopped and Screwed, it was the shit. I I remember the first time I seen the trailer and I watched it and I heard that song in the trailer and how he remixed it. I was like, dude, this shit's going to be eerie as fuck. Eerie as hell. (laughs) I got a teenage daughter right now. And every now and then, I'll come up the steps going, do 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 Stop it, Daddy! Stop it! <laughs> I mean, it's, it's awesome. But aside from that, tell me what your thoughts are uh, when, it, when it relates to Jordan Peele. And people have said that he is a racist director. Oh, no. No, no, no. He is not racist. I know what you're talking about. He has absolutely said that he will never hire a white lead actor. And that's because those are not the story he's telling. So he's a director. It's his artistic yeah, vision. Yeah, that's his vision. He's going to tell his story. There's no reason to harsh on his buzz and be like, hey, no, just because that's racist for you saying no. Just like I wouldn't feel somebody, like if I say, uh, you know, I wanted, I'm going to tell the stories that I see through my eyes, so I'm only going to hire a white male actor. I don't want hate for it because that's yeah. the only opinion right. I can have to your eyes. Hey, yeah, your eyes. Yes. I ain't racist or nothing, but if you're going to tell a story about my life, there just wasn't a whole lot of black dudes in Eccles, man. Yeah. <laughs> there still isn't. There still isn't. <laughs> like, it is what it is. There's it is what it is, bro. Yeah. I'm telling you, man. Jordan Peele is the Alfred Hitchcock of our time, regardless if people want to admit it or not. This dude I'll ride with that. I will. I will. Well, he's got, like, it's a, it's a very strange, uh, you know, how things have been going because these comedians have been seeping over into horror and they've been really putting out great stuff like, uh, Danny McBride, you know, he's part yes. of Halloween. And that's been hitting yeah, true. And it's just a lot of, true. you know, comedians are stepping in, like Jordan Peele with, you know, uh, Get Out, Us, and then his new movie that could be coming soon, Nope. Yes. So, you know. We'll, Let's we'll be honest. Out. Not a lot of people had a, a, a real token for Alfred Hitchcock. Mm-hmm. I mean, so people had something to say when he brought out. Oh God! What what was his biggest one that he had? Oh, like talking about the birds know. or psycho. the birds, the birds. And I'm thinking these are freaking birds. No, when when he had the birds actually attacking, he wanted the real house. fear. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and real. He actually touched on and what we what we would consider now American horror when he had the birds attacking an American schoolhouse and there was nothing the parents can do about it. Oh my goodness. Wow, so I mean, I I mean, when, when you're talking about fear, true fear, not just there's a monster coming to my door. Real fear well, is the fear that you can't do anything exactly. about. Exactly, and and I, everybody has a genuine reaction to real fear. Yeah, yeah, and, um, and that's what he wanted. Like what they said on Family Guy, "Damn nature, you scary." <laughs> <laughs> but like, scared the motherfucker. Alfred Hitchcock, you know, you're talking about, like, birds and whatever. And everybody thinks of either Psycho or Birds as being two of his top films. And I'm like, I I didn't like it. I mean, I like them. Don't get me wrong. I'm a huge Alfred Hitchcock. I got his damn tattoo on me. But Shit, that's pretty cool. my favorite movie by him was Rear Window. And I advise anybody that hasn't watched it to watch it. That movie was the shit. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Uh, I thought didn't they remake it or like they put it as something on Amazon? It's like oh, a, the same know. concept of Rear Window. I loved it, man. That movie, hands down, I watch it every year. Love that movie. Shot a shine. Shot a kerosene. I don't know what happened, but this shit's got worse in a week. I don't know what happened to it. The kids have been sneaking into it and just replacing oh. it with gasoline. Yeah, yeah. Nothing, yeah. They ain't been replacing it with water. Yeah, Nothing that's for they sure. could have done will we'll make this. Oh. They could have set it on fire. It wouldn't smell like that. Oh, Mike's trying. Oh, gosh. It's like, oh, God. 
fuck that shit. <laughs> I just yes. try to at the drop. I just love the fact that uh, we're drinking off this Canadian flag. What's that say to him? It is a. It's not an official country flag in either country. It's a combination between American and Canadian. So I don't want nobody to think I'm drinking I off their country flag. I know that you are a horror guy, but do you remember? Uh, I, I want to say American uh, American soldier when when they had the little animatronic soldiers. Uh, toy soldiers. Toy soldiers. Toy soldiers. Yeah, and they were singing that song, going "America." Oh no! Fuck yeah. No, about, yeah, that's, you're talking that's about World that. Police. Yeah, World yeah. Police. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. Y'all yes. talked about this before. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, I love that. And just looking at it over the Canadian flag, America. <laughs> Fuck yeah! You know, believe it or not, I'm a huge Trey Parker, Matt Stone fan. Huge. I mean, like I like South Park. But I never really got into that movie. Like, all the all the movies that they've yeah. done, that was my least favorite. My favorite movie they've ever done was Basketball. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Basketball. Orgasmo was, was alright. That was Orgasmo actually on was really good. Orgasmo yeah. was yeah. good. Do you want to get into a little bit of that? What? The Hollywood discussion? Oh, we can. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Talking about out-of-touch motherfuckers out there and, uh, yeah. on the West Coast and well, stuff. Well, the worst thing is, is that, oh my god, just the... I guess it would be the newer version of Hollywood, which is these people that have got famous off of YouTube. And uh, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, <laughs> uh, they've got famous off YouTube and TikTok and stuff like that. Uh, they're just the scum of the earth. Well, most of them, like I'm gonna say, oh, you talking about like Jake Paul and them? Oh yeah, yeah. Like oh. I, I, I wish somebody would knock yeah. this motherfucker <laughs> out. Was I will it? say it. I wish yeah. he would get in the ring weather? with somebody real. Floyd fought him, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, he fought he, Paul, he didn't right? Fight. He did, whatever he did, they didn't. They paid him not to knock his shit out. Yeah, yeah. Because there's nothing he could do that's going to match up to him. They, I wish he would have knocked, knocked every bit of his teeth out. The fuck out. Well, yeah. see, like, like there's. This is what I think about the the Paul situation. There's all kinds of people making all kinds of money because everybody wants to see this aggravate motherfucker yeah. get knocked out. So they're going to drag it out. Nobody's going to knock him out. Nobody's going to knock it's, him out. When we stop playing, paying for the pay-per-view, the next one, the motherfucker will get knocked out. Yeah. Till then, they're going to drag it out and put him up against older fighters or fighters yeah. that ain't yeah. boxers because people are paying $60 a fucking pop to watch this dude get knocked out so they're not going to let get You're knocked out. Amen. George Foreman drag a grill out there and be like, come on, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's doing a commercial and he's going to get punched inside the head. But, now, I'm on YouTube. And, you know, I don't see myself as a YouTuber. Uh, Chesley said that I am because I am on YouTube. But she's like, no, you're not an influencer. No. I'm like, okay, I don't. You're a creator. You're a sure. creator. Hell <laughs> yeah, give me you, some. They ain't paying me shit. So, <laughs> <laughs> I only got like. They know, ain't paying us yeah, nothing yeah, yet, yeah, neither, bub. Nope. <laughs> I'm hoping that's that's my dream. Get there and be like, you know. Pay me yeah. to do dumb shit. Yeah. yeah. But that's the issue is dumb shit. Like, you know. These kids will see people do something really fucking stupid and boom, one million, you know, one, you know, 7.4 million, stuff like that. So that's what they're going to try to repeat. Yeah. And then you see all these people coming up through TikTok and getting famous, getting paid. I want to create a challenge. Make a motherfucker climb some crates or some shit. I want to make a challenge because it seems like everybody who does a challenge, dump water on your head, climb these fucking crates. They get fucking rich, bro. Yep. I'm telling you right now, I mean, I hope we don't get sued by me even mentioning their names, but I've been huge growing up in the jackass culture, so stuff like that makes me laugh my ass off, okay? Yes. There's two guys on uh, Facebook, they have their own site, YouTube, whatever, Michael and Marty, have you ever watched them? They're from Australia. Watch them. They don't do your typical jackass shit, but they fucking prank each other, and it's hilarious. See, like, when I got a problem with doing, with, like, when I see YouTubes, like, uh, like, why stop affecting other people? You know, uh, don't walk up to people and, you know, just an example is, like, they walk up and bust their phone and give them a new one. Yeah. You know, shit like that. And it's fake. Like, yeah, it's, it's fake, fake yeah. obviously. But it's like, I don't know, man. I just don't think you should affect other people. Oh, that's what—that's you know? exactly what I'm talking about. Is these 
you know, people are pulling these pranks, and you can be as many as you want to. You know, if you want to hurt yourself, if you want to drive a nail through your hand for 10 million views, go right ahead. But once you walk into a an establishment where these people are already not getting paid enough, stuff like that, and you do something to fuck their day, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> I agree, 100%. And I think somebody yeah, should be, right. somebody yeah, should be out there. If somebody's going to get yeah. paid, pay them. Yeah. No shit, Somebody should be man. out waiting that door with a hammer and flip a cloth side and pop your ass in the head with it. What, what, what was that episode Good of... Thing uh, you took out hammer from The you. Office. <laughs> when uh, Dwight took What's-His-Name with him on a ride, and they threw a milkshake back into a fast food restaurant. He's like, huh, and he's like, yeah. drive off, and they didn't yeah. drive off. And he's like, motherfucker, they make minimum wage. Daryl like, from the uh, yes. warehouse was going to quit. Yeah. And Dwight was trying to get him to stay. Exactly. So he was like, let's go on this drive or whatever. I'll go on a delivery with you. And they said, uh, what was it? Fire in the hole. Yes. And fucking uh, Daryl made him go in there and clean it. Yes. <laughs> and then somebody did it to him. But I he remember. He's like, ha ha, joke's on you. They're going to make you come back and clean it. <laughs> but. I remember saying this back before Jackass when CKY videos were huge. Bam Margera and Ryan Dunn and all mm-hmm, them mm-hmm. did it. And I thought it was like the funniest shit in the world until I got into retail and I was like, God damn, mm-hmm. man. You're a fucking dick. You know? But, you know, the shit that they did. And I don't want to bring back up what I talked about earlier, but. Jackass came out around the same time as my mom passed away. So I found no enjoyment in my life whatsoever. And and that was one of the things that, you know, helped me start laughing. And, you know, you know, living just a little bit. Shit was funny, man. Yeah, dude, I mean, so I, I always look up to, like, Knoxville and all them. Them dudes are like... But even Jackass, like, if you watch their old clips, like, the way they affected people was there was a fat guy and a midget that run by you in the middle of the street, and you're like, like what the fuck? They were doing the <laughs> things know, to each other. They didn't mess your yeah. day up. You know, They just, you just look around like, what the yeah. fuck? I don't know. Whenever they pulled the prank with the old man with the balls hanging on the bottom of the shorts, <laughs> yeah, that would have messed my me. day up. It, it did something for me. I mean, that was awesome right there. And I get that, like, Ryan Dunn's passed away. He's been dead for... Uh, it's been a while. Eight years? Yeah, something yeah. like that. And Bam Margera took a spill for the worst, and, you know, he's in bad shape. He's not going to be in this newest Jackass movie, but, you know, I'm still going to go see it the day it comes out, you know? Dude, I think one of the best bits they ever pulled on Jackass is whenever they, uh, they like, had the bottom of that trailer... Like, it was a hole, and then they put Bam Margera in it, and it was full of snakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah he just snakes. Ever. You know, but I've, I've known people that have, like, met some of them guys. And, you know, you know, I've heard the same thing we were talking about earlier before the podcast of being dicks and being nice people. And, like, I've heard the same thing with, like, some of them dudes, like... Everybody's pretty much nice that's met him, except I hear horror stories about Bam Margera. Then I hear people, it's like, oh yeah, he's like super nice guy. And then I hear other people, he's a fucking dick. That's like what he was talking earlier, though, too, man. I'd say that, you know, they're just like us. One day you'll meet them, they're having a good day, another day they're not. I guess it all depends on, you know, their mood. Because, like I said, I've met tons of people in bands. And I've only had a few bad experiences. Most of the time, they're really cool and with you and everything else. But I've had a couple of bad experiences. I think everybody that meets whatever you're into, whether it's horror, movie stars, rock stars, or whatever you want to listen to, rap stars, you're going to have your moments of when... I don't think I could, honestly, if I was popular and famous, that I could be nice to everybody. Every I think... The moonshine is in full effect. Full effect. Oh my gosh. I, I took a drop and my whole body like felt like it was on fire. So, yeah, I would say so. Oh, God. No, for the most part, uh, I can say this. I've done comic book conventions, anime conventions, pop culture conventions, and horror conventions. Out of all of them, the nicest people I've met and had to deal with people-wise and celebrity-wise is horror conventions. 
they play monsters on TV and in movies, but as people, they're some of the nicest people, and they're happy to cater to guests and you know be there for you because you know you're supporting them and they want to you know be happy to do what they can for you. Before before we started this, you told us the guy who played Michael Myers is like six foot seven. Uh, my buddy Big John that dresses up is six foot seven, but James Drew Courtney, I think he's like six five. He's pretty tall, but Tyler Maine, the guy oh. that did uh, the Michael Myers for uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween, he's a big old dude. I think he's like six seven. He's a monster. Shut yeah. up, God dog! Can you imagine meeting that yeah. dude? And he's like huge. Derek Mears that did the new uh, uh, 09 remake of Jason for Friday the 13th, he's a monster guy, too. He's pretty big. Dog, I don't I'm, want no parts of that. I met Rob Zombie. Let me tell you about Mike. I, I've, heard, I've heard he's pretty tall, too. No. Rob Zombie? Hell no. I, no. No. He, I, Shut up. No. God, no. The way you're, the way you're saying it's like he was tiny. I put him in my pocket. No, he wasn't. I wouldn't say he's tiny. He's about the same. Maybe right a few in inches smaller than me. I mean. A few inches? Well, yeah. God damn, Mike. You're pretty fucking big yourself, so <laughs> don't play. But, you know, he came out after the show, was super nice, signed everything, took pictures, and you can go on my Facebook and see the horrible picture we took. Both of us looked like we were high. Because both of our eyes are closed. But, but he was one of them dudes that was bigger in life at the time that I met him. And he was super nice to everybody. But he was a smart ass. He was. God damn, and, I expect that. But it was funny. It wasn't like to ridicule you for cause of this and stuff. But in the situation it was in, it was really funny. He was a super nice guy. Well, speaking on Rob Zombie real quick. uh, You know, just in case he hears this. Uh. Stop putting your wife in everything. No <laughs> shit. Yeah, right. And I will back him up. Yeah. Come on, man. Damn. Like, you're, you're, I heard, like, I don't know if it was a joke or if it was serious because I didn't really read into it, but the monstrous thing that's going on with all the casting, like how he ca- he was, like, you know, doing all these uh, auditions. Auditions, yeah. He was doing all these auditions, and then after all the auditions, he was like, I'm going to give the part to my wife. Of course like, he is. What are you doing, man? Of course yeah. the fuck he is. And you know what? You know, she works really well in the Thou- House of a Thousand yeah. Corpses trilogy. Okay? And she, I thought she worked good in the first Halloween movie. But after that, I got, after that? I, I, got, I got done with it, man. Yeah. I mean, the second Halloween movie, the first, mm. what was it, 20 minutes was great. And then you came into homeless Mike Myers with his fucking bum-ass jacket chilling out in the goddamn woods and his wife riding in a fucking horse and shit. Fighting, fighting ghosts. Shut the fuck up. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? It was bad. Oh, it was horrible. Because well, he had to write a part. Yeah. Well, you got, uh, he sprinkles white trash through every movie he does. Yeah, he does. I'll be, I'll be honest. He does. It's like, it's like, you know what? Halloween, 1978. White trash. White trash, bitch. <laughs> oh. some beers around and make an, ex- an abusive yeah, right. uh, stepfather. And, <laughs> and all three Devil's over. Rejects were yeah. white trash. Yeah, yeah. like I but, like those movies. I do too. Love I them. like those. Movies. I like the first two. I didn't. I didn't like what was the from last hell. one. I didn't like it. All three from Hell. That's it. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. Shut up. I, I didn't. How you not like the last one, bro? It, it wasn't as good as the no. first two. No. Uh, the yeah. production what? was like not uh, even there. Oh yeah. And and I can't lie. It was, it was horrible. <laughs> I don't even think I watched the last one. It's one of those like you're like, oh no, it was great, and then like people are like, well, did you see this part? They're like, then you start thinking back on it. Man, that was a bad fucking uh, movie. Yeah. <laughs> Devil's Rejects ended at a high note. Oh yeah. How are you going to fucking, like, come about and be like, they get shot to death when Leonard Skinner's Freebirds playing around? That's epic. And then you go, oh, well, they didn't really die. Well, I seen 30 bullet holes go through them. It tells me otherwise. They brushed Mind it's your fine. fucking business, Mike. God damn it. They rubbed some dirt in it. It was fine. And it was just not. The production-wise of that movie was not as standard to the other two. Did you see 31? Yeah, and you know what? I like 31 better than I did his last Did you one. see uh, Lords of Salem? That movie oh, was fucking shit. trash. Yes, it was garbage. Way too much old woman vagina. Yeah. yeah. I love yeah. old woman vagina. I'm going to tell you. No, it's like opening up a like, grilled cheese sandwich, yeah. man. Fuck well, that. I want to know, how do you tie old woman pussy into the storyline? Because I've never seen this well, witch. Lord of, Lords of Salem is about witches and stuff, and like this coven and stuff, and they're old, old women. And I'm going to tell you, 
there were so many shots of old old yeah, beer and hanging titties that I'm like, I don't even like <laughs> Look like an Arby's commercial. <laughs> yeah. I could, yeah. So much roast beef. I don't even know. The song came we got out. The beef. Yeah. The or song the came meat. out before the movie. The song oh, was awesome. Shit. And then oh, I made this shit. shit. And I sat at my buddy's house watching it. And I'm like, this motherfucker's trying to be a Stanley Kubrick. That's all he's trying to do and he's failing at it horribly. He's failing horribly. Go back to white trash. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Get in my pocket. That's What's like, wrong? okay. <laughs> I'd rather see white trash hey. than old pussy. Yeah. I can imagine I what boy, the... I the boys say white. With build, his... a, build a fucking bridge. Yeah. Get up. Build a bridge and get <laughs> over it, man. With his track record, I'll give him House of Thousand Corpses, Devil's Rejects, and 31 under his belt, and yeah. the first Halloween yeah, the under his belt. Garbage. We can all agree on that. But him coming into doing the monsters, I can just goddamn imagine the white trash that's going to be spread in this fucking film. And Herman's <laughs> gonna kick the door open with like a six pack under his arm, wearing a wife beater. Wife beater. <laughs> and the first word he's um, gonna say to his wife is, "Get in here, bitch." Get in here, bitch. <laughs> he's gonna backhand Eddie. Get the fuck out of here! Get the fuck yeah. out of here! You're not mine anyways. You're a fucking werewolf. I'll knock that widow's peak off I'm your done. head, boy. I'm fucking through. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So to change gears here a little bit, you said earlier that you wanted to talk about guys that uh, or celebrities that had strict guidelines for COVID and all that. So let's let's get into a little bit of that. All right, uh, I talked about how uh, you know, Robert England is very uh, no pictures at the table. Uh, Ken Foyer was that way too. I even asked him. I was like, "Was there no?" He's okay. like, "No." Uh, Hold on, just let me for people like me. Okay. That don't know who Ken Fourier Ooh, is. Uh, what is he? What's his relevance to horror? Uh, Ken Fourier is he was I can't remember his name right off. He was in the first uh, first Rob Zombie's Halloween. That's how he gets his jumpsuit. He gets it from him. It's big something, ain't it? He gets him in the bathroom and bashes yeah. his head up. Uh, he's also in uh, Leatherface, uh, Texas Chainsaw Three. Okay. Uh, he is also in a great movie which I got his the. Uh, What's sign he with the poster in From Beyond. What's he in uh, Devil's Rejects, too? Uh, yeah. He okay. was, uh... The pimp, or whatever you want to call him. You think it. I'm gonna fuck this chicken? Yeah, it, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's him. Okay. Uh, he was also... I know who he is now. Yeah. I do. Well, he's what he's most known for, and the biggest thing, uh, Dawn of the Dead. Yes. You know, the one that had, the original, uh... 1970s. George A. Romero's, uh, you know, happened in the mall and stuff like that during the zombie outbreak but he is that's what he's most known for so now he doesn't do table photos nothing he said uh it wasn't quite him and i was like uh whatever man but he had a during covid they have a lot of screens up and a lot of them will like lean into you and kind of hold their breath whenever they're taking the picture and uh <laughs> yeah, that's gonna protect you yeah. <laughs> that's gonna yeah. protect you from the yeah. deadliest disease of the 20th century spit on your face uh, motherfucker and, and it was kind of a downer and that's why uh covid was in the swing and i went in february and I was very worried. I bought a lot of photo ops because they said that people wouldn't be wearing masks during photo ops. I was very worried about doing table side photos because you're paying extra for it a lot of times. Like you're doing an autograph and photo. Yeah, and if this motherfucker's wearing a mask. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're like, who yeah. the fuck is that? That could be anybody. You could have grabbed someone <laughs> off the street and be like, yeah, that's uh, that's John Carpenter. Don't worry about that. <laughs> exactly. He's wearing a mask, COVID, you know. But a lot of them are very cool about it. They will, uh, you know, they'll take their mask down while they're doing the photo and then put it back up. Uh, stuff like that. They had plexiglass shields up, and that looked really good. But you know, just like everyday people, everybody has their own opinion. You had uh, you know the different uh, opinions. So some people you could touch, some people would not wear masks, stuff like that. They're very cool. But uh, Robert England had a very strict way he did stuff. Like there's no photo table photos. You could take a picture of him signing your objects. Uh, I said that stuff before. But Bruce Campbell's was. His handler was super strict. He, we were in a hidden hallway behind the hotel, so he could come down there like, listen, we're bringing Bruce down. All right? <laughs> Do not reach out to touch Bruce. Oh, okay. I wasn't I wasn't going to, like, cut his balls when he walked by. <laughs> but, nice package. Yeah, they said, Do not try to stop and talk to him. Do not stop. You know, try to stop him. Do not take pictures of him while he's walking. I'm like, oh, okay. Shit. 
How the hell are they going to yeah. stop that? And uh, like somebody takes bread, like, oh, motherfucker. There is, he, they pushed him against the wall, basically, and they had a dude behind him, a dude in front of him, and a dude to the side. So basically, they boxed him in against the wall and just. See, that's always so weird to me because, like, a, they're famous because of series of moving pictures yeah. taken of them. You know, it's like, just get over yourself. Well, that's man. the tip. Uh, yeah. Dynamite Comics did a series of Evil Dead stuff. You know? Yeah. Uh, Evil Dead, Army of Darkness, the. Wasn't uh, it like Army of Darkness versus, like, a uh, reanimator and yep, stuff? There yeah. Was, then they did, like, the Friday 13th. Uh, Freddy, and then Ash type movie. Well, Dynamite did this stuff, and they did not pay or ask for the likeness of Bruce Campbell, which is Ash. You cannot have Ash without Bruce Campbell. That is who it is. Uh, so he refuses and will not sign any kind of Dynamite anything. No shit, because I, I have they didn't some pay of them him. Yeah, they didn't pay him, and you know they, he did not give the rights to them to you, so he says no. Diva. And he has a very strict uh, signing. He knows how many he can sign. And how long it takes. He does two sit-downs of one hour, and I think he can do uh, 300 in an hour. So that's all he'll do. And he only does, like, Saturday, Sunday, and he'll only do two sets-downs, so you have to be one of the first couple people in line. And he'll only do five per person. No pictures of him signing the object. You can't even walk by and get a picture because he has a lifted uh, platform, and he has dudes standing, so you can't just walk by and be like, hey. No shit. Yep. It kind of like... And you're talking about Ash right now, right? Yeah, Bruce Campbell. Yeah. That kinda... is so disappointing. Yeah. Dude is hear... awesome, though. Dude was so nice. He was a nice guy, but there was just a lot of rules around him. But yeah. super great personality, super nice guy. Like, my name, you know, I said, I always get my stuff signed, Chuck. And he was very, he was like, oh, he's like, my, you know, my father's name was Chuck and stuff like that when he was signing my stuff. And he usually will just do his, you know, your name if you want it personalized. And then his name, he won't do like, you know, Ash or whatever. He just boop, boop, gone because he has to hurry. And right. Then, uh, what's dude's name that was Apollo Creed? Oh shit! Um, I can't think of his name. I'm not. I'm not a name yeah. dude. Oh god! I don't do names. Without the phones. Yeah. This is our research department. <laughs> yeah. We'll be right back. Google. We're gonna <laughs> fix it pretty soon. But like, while he's looking that up, it's like I've met people in the rock genre, that are strict. I remember meeting Danzig uh, after a Danzig show, and he says, give me a minute. I'm getting on a tour bus. I want to change. I'll sign whatever you want. Well, his his guy that was running the show, his bouncer or whatever you want to call him, was like, well, he ain't going to take no pictures. If you whip out a camera, he's going back on the tour bus. So nobody whipped out cameras, you know, because everybody wanted their shit signed. And I went up there, and he was sitting on the bus steps. You think? Go ahead. And he was sitting on the bus steps, and he signed my shit, and he was like the coolest guy ever. He was super down-to-earth, nice guy, but the people that was running it were not. Well, do you think that... Uh... He got strict after that roadie knocking the fuck out. Oh yeah, I get. I hands down would say that pictures with him is exactly because of what happened that night. Yeah. Hands down, and the same way with like you know Marilyn Manson when I met him, you gotta have a one-on-one session with him, talking about him and you know, talk with him, and it was away from everybody. So when you walked in. You were in a room that was curted off with big black curtains, and you got to sit and talk to him and stuff, and he was very chill and relaxed, man, and everybody, like, treats him like he's, like, such a piece of shit, and he really wasn't. I, of course, I did pay him money yeah, to right. meet him. Yeah. You so know? If I met him, he's not a piece of shit. How if I met, $500? Exactly. <laughs> if I met him at a hotel and asked him for an autograph, he might have spit in my face. I don't fucking know. Yeah. But I'm just saying that's my experience. Yeah, uh, the meeting people at hotels and stuff. Some the, a lot of the talent will not stay in the same hotel as a convention because of fans. They're right, fucking crazy. I mean, because you got those people that are just like, "Hey, you got your picture taken with him. You got your autograph. Kind of move on." You got those ones that are like, "Who's gonna stick around? <laughs> yeah. right. We're best friends now." I think he loves me. <laughs> yeah, we want to hang out and it. have drinks. Kane's All right, is one. who played who? Carl Weathers. Carl. That that was Apollo Creed, Carl Weathers. Yeah, Carl Weathers. But I didn't meet him because I wasn't paying that to meet Carl Weathers. Uh, what I've heard, he's a bit of a dick because 
I can't remember exact price, but it was between 60 and 80 was a autograph 8x10. If you wanted anything else, boxing shorts, gloves, shoes, uh, Funko Pop, stuff like that, guess how much it is? How much? $300 or more. God damn. And you could not take a picture of why he was signing so, it? Hey, I want fucking Drago killed your ass in the movie. Yeah. I want his fucking autograph. Yeah. I want him to run out and punch <laughs> you in the spot. I got a fucking signed boxing glove by Mike Tyson. I didn't even pay that much yeah. when the fucking I had him sign it. So, Well, Rocky is bigger than Mike. Man, you're fucking retarded. I don't even <laughs> want to talk about that. Uh, he did no table side photos, and uh, he had handlers that would block people from taking any kind of pictures from far away. Like, some woman was just taking a picture of something, and somebody caught it out of their eye, and they waved their hands up in front of him to keep any kind of pictures of him just sitting See, at like, his table. shit like that that I would imagine would be like, like, Tom Cruise. Yeah, Leonardo exactly. DiCaprio, not fucking Apollo Creed. Yeah. Because they, they, like, the, they do these main greats. But, I mean, like, I guess people are, there is, like, Philadelphia. They think that shit happened, bro. Yeah. <laughs> They think Rocky half. We got a statue. <laughs> well, I mean, it's like you got like these big celebrities who, which right now is, it used to be like the Avenger cast that they would only do like comic cons at like bigger cities and all that shit. San Diego, New York, and that's what I would expect from them. Not some dude that did a horror movie years ago. Oh yeah, he was only in Predator. That's the only one horror movie he was in, and I consider that like sci-fi horror. But Predator, you got. Uh, Rocky, and then you got yeah. He the was new in the first Predator, right? Yeah. yeah, and he was in the new Mandalorian. That's kind of that's the reason he was kind of out is because he was in the Mandalorian type of thing. But see, that's the thing though. It's like I met all these rock stars and shit, and you know, me and Kelly has discussed about going to these comic cons or whatever and stuff, and him bringing this into light how these things actually work and stuff. It's like it really ain't much different. I guess, it, depending on who you're seeing, because there are strict things when you go sit meet some of these bands and stuff. Dude, man. they have a, uh, the only convention that I've thought about going to, I thought about going to a couple Comic-Cons just to check it out to see what's going on, but they have, in New York, they have a tattoo convention every year, and you can schedule to get an entire back piece done in one day at that convention by four artists at the Ooh, same time. I don't know if I can handle yeah, that. Yeah, that'd be rough. I think it would be better than going back. I don't know, man. You know what I mean? I'm going covered. back knock it out out time, Just, hey, man, hit me up. Do it. If I was Do in it. my 20s, I could probably handle it now that I'm close to 40. I don't know if I can handle it. I've gotten tougher, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've been, I guess I've become a pussy because the last one I got yeah, I was just like, it was killing me, you know, and I don't know what that is. Who knows? I might have cancer or something. Who knows? But yeah, I'm just saying. Ooh, cancer <laughs> like, I, that tattoo hurt. I got stage four. Yeah. <laughs> it's terminal. I don't know what to do. I used to be able to handle it. I would get one a week to get, you know, I was going there for a while all summer long, and I was doing a tattoo a week. Because, like, I've got, I've been working on this sleeve for Freaking three years and it still ain't done. Right. You know, just to go in, have the money, go up there. I want my whole back done like this, and they do it in a day. I think I could suffer through that better than have because it, it doesn't look bad now. But yeah. there was a time that I just had like random lines doing well, on my arms and shit. I got random you know? shit on me of different bands, movies, or whatever, and everybody. Well, mine wasn't me. even complete shit. It was just like a an outline of a. Part of a star and a right. line, you know, it didn't even look like not look like look like a cat scratched me for like eight months. Yeah, you know? and I get shit from people. They're like, "Your tattoos are so random." I said, "Every tattoo I have on my body reminds me of something happy or something that's helped me out through childhood, uh, teenage years, adulthood, or whatever. It it, it help it's help you know it reminds me of something in that time of my life." But see, I don't even understand that though, like. Like, I, I, you know, when I first met you, I seen all the different tattoos. And, like, my first thought wasn't, like, why is everything so random? Yeah. My first thought was, like, well, yeah. he's into all kinds of shit. <laughs> <You know? laughs> this motherfucker got a story to tell. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you could get rid of one, which one would it be? Like, if you could, if oh. that you really regret and you want to get rid of one, what would it be? I got to look. Okay, let, let's rephrase it. Do, do you like them all still? Yeah. 
Yes, uh, there ain't a tattoo that I have on me right now that I don't like. Because I, I have, like I said, bands, movies, They all TV mean shows. something to you. Exactly. And uh, I guess if technically if I could get one removed would probably be this one. And I would have done it in a different color. I wouldn't have changed it, but I'd have got it in a different color. Because I have an orange tattoo on my leg that has... It's amazing. It's still orange. But where it's covered 24-7, the sun don't bleach it out as bad. And this one's already starting to bleach out bad. I would have done a different color. Which, honestly, I still probably could. Because orange, ain't I wouldn't say, would be that hard to cover. But other than that, I don't really have anything on me that I would remove. Now, what about you? You get one you regret and kind of would be like, ah, bam, the travel. <laughs> yeah, the travel right there, my right arm. Did like you get it in the nineties. I got that the day I turned eighteen. There you go. Bam, straight out. Had to get a tattoo. But uh, and I got this one when I was pretty young too. That's all around it. But uh, that one I didn't want covered up because I liked it. But I would probably, and I don't know if I would cover it, but I'd like to just have more done on this arm, you know. Get a tattoo that means something to you, not a tattoo that's in fad. Yeah, I was going to say, don't, yeah. you know, think about it. Fad tattoos don't do them. Like, I've, I've got a tri- tribal, when I was 18 years old, they were in. I'm just glad I don't have a tramp stamp. Oh, please. That's no it. shit. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't, didn't hit that way. You just got to insert coin right above <laughs> your ass crack, don't you? Yeah, right. Yeah, I say, what I would do is, you need to, because I have a few, I don't have nearly as many as you guys are as big, but. I've only got two. Yeah. Well, yours is a lot bigger, so. <laughs> I mean, but, I think I'm in the yeah. 30s. I got six. Uh, Give it time. Like, if you get an idea, think on it. Let yeah, it let it marinate, you know, man. like three Nothing or four months, and then go get it. I, I think, I don't regret And go to a professional somebody people. that yeah. can tattoo. Exactly. Go pay the extra money. Yeah. It's worth it. But, yeah. I've got one on my back that I'd love to get rid of that is scarred so bad I couldn't even get covered. So well, you can, uh, if you, this tattoo on my left arm, if you just rub your hand over it compared to the tattoos yeah. on my right Same arm. that one. You can absolutely tell. Feel the difference. There was two different artists, and uh, the first artist was even a pretty decent artist. He just wasn't on the level of the. But that's one of the reasons I decided that I wasn't getting tattoos again, until there was somebody around here that I trusted to do them. I guess, I don't regret any of the tattoos that I got. But if I could start all over, I would probably incorporate them in a different way. Right. You know, you know like you what I'm have saying? A theme sleeve or something. Yeah, exa- yeah, exactly. That's the only thing. Well, guys. Yeah. I guess we're going to end her there. Yep. Uh, Stretch it out longer than that. 